You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Oh, friends, I was thinking back on my good old advertising agency days the other day. (laughs) And I get asked a lot if working in advertising is anything like watching Mad Men. And 100%. It's just a different time, a different day. But there is so much truth in the writing in that show And I thought it might be helpful. It might provide a little bit of perspective and it might help you appreciate all of the different jobs that you need to do in your business. If I talk through the staffing model, the business model of an advertising agency, and if you've never worked in a big fancy pants corporate business, Definitely listen in because this episode is going to shed so much light on why you feel like you're being pulled in 14 different directions. And the thing about the advertising agency model is that it works really well. There is a very clear delineation, a very good understanding in terms of what each department is responsible for, how the model is set up why it works the way that it works. And I am going to go into nitty gritty detail and give you some guidance as to how an advertising agency is actually staffed and how we can bring that into the models that we're using in our business. And it does not matter if you are a one person band, if you are working by yourself, there is still so much to learn from this model because it's going to make you appreciate the process that you go through. And something that advertising agencies are so good at is appreciating the fact that creativity thrives on constraints and creativity is a process. It takes a village. There can literally be like 20, 25, 30, 40, 50, 60, even 100 individuals involved in terms of making an advertising or an advertising campaign come to life. But everyone who sits around that table appreciates and understands that it is a process. So how is it like Mad Men? Well, you will notice if you've ever watched an episode of Mad Men that there are different departments and there are things called like a production team, a creative team, people who work in media, people who work in account service, and then of course the people who work in finance. I am going to go through each one of these departments, each one of these people, and talk to you a little bit about what their responsibility is and then how or where that can apply to you working in your floristry business. Because at the end of the day, Floristry is a creative endeavor. There are so many similarities between getting an ad brought to life, creating advertising, 
and what it's like to work in a floral design business. And if you could sit down and think about how you want to adopt parts of this process and implement it into your business, it's going to provide so much clarity. But even more important than that, I think you're really going to appreciate and recognize and acknowledge the value of every piece of this puzzle. And if you can appreciate this process and recognize and acknowledge every piece of this puzzle, you are better armed to educate your potential clients on the process involved in floral design. It is so easy and so normal to get fixated, to get hung up on specific stems, on the beauty of flowers, and only focusing on the tangible without giving any appreciation to how that actually comes to life. If you ever watch TV, if you're ever online, if you're ever on Instagram, if you're ever on Facebook and you see an ad pop up, take a minute to appreciate the process that has happened to make that ad come to life. There is so much more involved than somebody just sitting down creating a print ad out of nothing, creating a TV commercial out of nothing, creating an online banner out of nothing because it is a process. And let us begin. At some point through your floral design process, through your job, through your project, through your installation, through your order, through your $30 posy, you are actually going to touch on every single one of these jobs. So the reason that you feel like you're being pulled in 15 different directions is because you are actually doing the job of 15 different people. It might be that in some cases you're only spending 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes doing a specific jobs, doing a specific jobs, doing a specific job, or you might be spending 10, 20, 30, 40, five days, six days on a specific element of it. But if you could pause and sit down, spend an hour, 15 minutes and reflect on each one of these jobs and how you might want to adopt it in your business, it is going to make your end product so much better. So the first place I'm going to start is probably the place that most people know this whole world of being a creative person. So in an advertising agency, creatives work in teams and they are a team of a copywriter. So a word person and an art director, art director being the visual designer, they work together so that they can bounce ideas off of one another and in advertising it's important to recognize that the words play just as an important role as the design or how the idea is brought to life visually. There are iconic people who have worked in teams for decades. There are people who are just starting out who kind of flip-flop between teams and people who kind of prefer to work by themselves. Every creative team is exactly like any other relationship out there. They go through their ebbs and flows. They figure out their own kind of micro process 
and being able to recognize and appreciate what each other brings to the table. They have to deal with conflict, they have to deal with fighting, they have to deal with disagreement, they have to deal with the fact that one of them is going to get attached to idea and the next person thinks it's a shit idea, which is why in an advertising agency, that creative team then actually reports into a creative director. So there is a person who is heading up, who is the leader of all of the creative teams within an advertising agency. They are the person who keeps their eye on the big picture. They're the person who provides challenge, who tells people to explore specific territories, who tells people to look at different ideas, who tells them, you know what, I don't think the client's really going to like that idea, or I think this is an area that's really fertile, you need to investigate it more. So you're going to have a creative team made of a copywriter and an art director, and then you're going to have a creative director who is responsible for managing those teams. In the world of advertising, we would sit down and write a creative brief, which is essentially setting the box which the creative team needs to explore, push, challenge, investigate, dig a little bit deeper, open it up to different interpretations. They review their ideas in comparison to that creative brief. That creative brief is the box. It is the constraint. It is the boundaries in which we need to be developing our ideas in. In the world of floristry, you can adopt a very similar process. Your creative brief, your creative constraints might be, I have $60, I need to put a bouquet together, it needs to be something suitable for an older lady's 80th birthday. Or I have $150, it needs to be something suitable to go into the hospital, it needs to be bright and cheerful, and it needs to be in its own container. All of those things are constraints that you need to work within. That is your mini little creative brief. If you're doing weddings and events, it might be, I have a budget of $5,000. I have production limitations in terms of, I can only be on site for setup for 45 minutes. I need to pack down that night. There is no existing rigging. Client's budget is limited to $5,000 and that needs to bring everything in. You're working within a specific season. You're trying to go foam free, which is going to impact the flower choices that you have. You can start to understand how the box that you actually work in is quite specific. If you want to, the next time you get an inquiry for an event, a wedding, you know, a fairly substantial shop order, you can always sit down and literally write out for yourself what are the constraints that you are actually working within. If you're doing everyday flowers and you take an order from a customer and you write that out on a piece of paper or you have some sort of digital system to capture that information, you are literally writing out for yourself a creative brief. Yes, it's not going to look exactly like what we do when we're in the advertising agency, but the idea of putting down on paper what the actual constraints are is absolutely in your favor. And I find this works really well, particularly when you're doing weddings, because the lead time of when you sit down and meet with your potential client at the very beginning versus when the event actually comes to life can be months. And you are very likely going to forget a thing or two. So when you sit down and write your notes from the consultation, you are, for all intents and purposes, writing yourself the creative brief. 
then at that stage you are adopting when you're providing a recommendation when you're putting your work together you are adopting and taking on the role of being the creative team or the creative director right so anytime that you feel you're using that part of your brain that is truly about problem solving that's about how to put something together that's about actually designing you are adopting the role of being the creative person now the there is a whole other department called production and different people in different advertising agencies specialize in different types of production there are people who specialize in voice production tv production website production digital advertising production social media production website production radio production you name it right any different medium is going to require different production skills. So if you are looking at doing an installation, you can see how that's going to require different production skills than if you're trying to set up a pop-up for Valentine's Day or Mother's Day. If you're doing and you're getting a retail shop fit out sorted, you can see how that's a totally set, a totally different set of production skills than if you were trying to pull a casket together and two beautiful arrangements or displays for a funeral. Somebody's job in the advertising land is to actually manage the production. They outline everything step by step. They create a production schedule. They create checklists. They know the rules and the boundaries, who they're working with, how they like to operate. There is a whole system that goes with understanding and appreciating the value of production. This is so important when it comes to floristry because you could have the most outrageously beautiful ideas, but if you are not sitting down to think about how this is going to come to life, you are going to hit a wall. And production is the most unglamorous, unsexy, and I would say unappreciated aspect of floristry how you load the van the route that you send your delivery driver on the timing in terms of when you arrive at the venue how long you have to do each element all of those scheduling systematizing processing organizing elements are integral to your ability to then become your creative person there is so much value in sitting down and figuring out, okay, what are the, what's the box? What is the limitation? What is the timing? What is the system I want to put in place to make sure I have everything looking perfect, say three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. One of the best things you can do for yourself if you work in weddings and events is sit down and almost backtrack your time frame from your show date that makes any sense. So let's say we have a wedding on Saturday afternoon, ceremony is at three o'clock. Very literally, if you can sit down and go, okay, ceremony's at three o'clock, guests are going to start arriving at 2.30, let's say two o'clock, you want to be done your designs at quarter to two so that you can be cleaned up and taking pictures. Taking pictures while the guests are arriving is totally fine because you look presentable, you're very professional, and you're just in there you know, taking up a bit of space, taking some photos. Beautiful. Okay, so you think it's going to take you an hour to do your design. So you need to then be 
starting your design work, starting your installation at 1, at 12.45, you know it's going to take you half an hour to unload the van. You need to set 12.15 to 12.45 to unpack. Anything else you need to do needs to happen before that, right? Don't be shy about scheduling in lunch. Don't be shy about scheduling in breaks. Don't be shy about trying to actually go into Google Maps and figure out how long does it take you to get from your studio to the venue. Add five or 10 minutes for traffic, for cushioning, add half an hour, add 45 minutes. If you're in LA, add three days. Completely up to you. But the value of sitting down and planning how you're going to get the job done is an absolute imperative. Common questions to ask in terms of thinking about production is who else needs to be involved in this? Do you need to liaise with the venue? Do you need to liaise with your landlord? Do you need to liaise with your wholesalers? Do you need to liaise with the guy who's going to help with rigging? There are oftentimes other people that need to be involved. So don't be shy about reaching out to them, asking them what their schedule is, telling them what your schedule is and working with them so that the production runs smoothly. Budget. And this is budget in terms of how much time do you have, right? What is your time allocation as well as what is the budget that you're working with in terms of a specific order, a specific design, a specific project. Constraint number three is making sure you have a very clear understanding of what the overall objective is you're trying to achieve. Particularly, if you're taking a shop order or if you're doing an installation, what is the big picture? What is it that you're trying to portray? I was talking to my students last night in our live training around the idea of how you choose to wrap your $100 and over bouquets is going to have an impression, it's going to leave a certain mark with your potential client. We very intentionally use bigger paper to wrap our bouquets that are more than $100 because we want it to look more impressive, right? So really understanding what is the end result that you're trying to communicate and you can see how, from a production manager's point of view, you can make some key decisions. And also, from a creative point of view, you can make some key decisions. So if you were working in an advertising agency, it would be your production manager that would say, here are your options in terms of larger physical sizes of paper. Your creative director would then say, I don't like the bright, gaudy yellow one. Let's go with the white one. All of these decisions are imperative and really important in terms of how your business comes off. And when you sit there and feel like you're being pulled in 15 different directions, it's because you at one point are playing the role of a production manager and 25 seconds later playing the role of a creative director. There is value in each one of those jobs and it is important to acknowledge and recognize that every one of those decisions matters. Now, we get to the account manager, and this was my job. Me, Don Draper, the same, except I wore high heels and I did a little bit less womanizing, manipulating, and general douchebaggery. But me, Don Draper, same. The whole job of an account manager is to do the obvious, manage the account, but more importantly, it is about owning the relationship with the client. 
even if your client is a customer who's only in the shop for three minutes, I want you to step into a space of being a fucking phenomenal salesperson and own that relationship. You own that relationship by having complete confidence in the service that you offer and by understanding and appreciating the fact that you work with a human being. Your job as your account manager self is to step into and embrace and build a relationship with that client. I hand on heart firmly believe and I know I can go out there and build a relationship with anyone whether I even like them or not, I can show them and earn their trust so that on the day I can show up and we can make the best work possible. Go in there, step into your best self and start to own that relationship. I want you to know your brides better than they know themselves. I want you to know exactly what the mother-in-law is thinking, what she's worried about, how to keep her distracted on the day, what the groom is stressed about. Anybody who is involved in this decision-making process, I want you to put time and energy into building that relationship because nothing in your business can happen to your highest expectation if you are not thinking about your clients and understanding how your services align with what they're after. We would spend a huge amount of time dissecting, understanding, and really appreciating the psychology of the people that we worked with. Even if I was working with a specific person, I knew who they reported to, what their relationship was like, and the concerns of the ultimate decision makers. Does this sound anything like trying to work with brides who have a mother or a mother-in-law who also wants to be involved in the process? Your job as your account manager self is to go out there, proactively build a relationship with your client. It is entirely possible. Do anything in your power. Try different tactics, try different ways of building relationships. If you're a person who likes to meet in person, set your process up so that you can be your most charming self in person. If you're a person who doesn't really want to talk to people and you want to do things over email, set your process up so that you know how to build a relationship over email. And trust me, it is entirely possible. Be clear in your communication. Be proactive about managing expectations. This job, this business is 80% about managing expectations. And last but not least, the whole world of becoming your finance manager. There is a department in the advertising agency land whose job is about evaluating and managing finances. So they have bookkeepers, they have accountants, and they sit down and look at reports that are all about understanding profit and loss. They know how to manage the costs of a project. They know when they are or are not setting or meeting their profitability standards. They know where they're sitting from a total revenue perspective. They can tell you what jobs are profitable, what jobs are not worth investing in. They can tell you where you need to kind of pull your socks up in terms of overspending. They can also tell you that your pricing model is working or not working. 
So sitting down and proactively, intentionally managing your finances is a very important job that you need to look at in terms of your business. So I hope that that is helpful. I hope that being able to sit down and dissect and appreciate and understand the four major departments within an advertising agency. Let's recap. We have the creative team or the creative director. So in flower world, that will be anything in terms of when you're trying to problem solve, when you're trying to solve a design situation, when you're trying to look at how something is actually going to be put together. All of those are specific creative decisions to make. Then you're going to be the production manager and you're going to think about logistics and coordinating and how to get from A to B, how you're actually going to transport this thing, how you're actually going to package it up for safety and security, how you're going to make the big vision come to life, how you're going to manage your budget and how you're going to manage your time. And then you're also going to adopt an account manager job so you are going to be building a relationship with your client. You're going to be your head of sales. You're going to have complete confidence in the services that you offer. You are going to understand your client better than they understand themselves. And then finally, you are going to adopt and become the head of finance for your business. You are going to sit down and become comfortable in understanding pricing, how to manage your costs, where to invest your money, what projects are actually profitable, what projects are not worth your time, what your revenue goals are for the year, all of the money things. It is a big part of this business. So anytime you feel like you're being pulled in four different directions, it's because you're being pulled in four different directions. And it's totally okay because you can set your business up the way that you want it to set up. You can bring in help to help with as little, as tactical, as specific a job as you want. You could hire people to become your finance manager. You could hire somebody to become your creative director. You could hire somebody to become your production manager. You can hire somebody to be your head of account management. All of these things are absolutely possible. But I think it's really worth sitting down and thinking about the fact that an advertising agency is set up with very specific departments, very specific jobs, very specific tasks that everybody is clear and responsible for and it's how all of those people then work together to bring an idea to life. All of this applies in your flower business. At some point in time you are going to be your head creative person and then you're going to need to switch hats and move to be your production manager and then you're going to have to switch hats again and become an account service person build a relationship with your clients, understand what they're actually asking you to do. And then you're also be going also going to be your head finance guru. I firmly believe it's really important to appreciate, acknowledge and recognize the value of all four of these departments, all four of these people, all four of these main hats that you need to wear. Okay, kids, I hope that that's super helpful. If you guys have any questions, DM me on the Instagram, send me a message, whatever floats your boat. 
And don't be shy about sitting down and watching an episode of Mad Men and really starting to appreciate the departments that each one of these people work in. Alrighty, Roo, have a beautiful day, and I'll talk to you all later. Thanks so much for hanging in and joining me on today's super fun-filled flower podcast extravaganza. I get asked a lot by all the flower fairies from around the world how you can get more of the good stuff from me. So thought I would just take a few minutes and let you in on the four different ways that you can get more of the good stuff, the four ways that you can work with me directly. In no particular order, method number one is signing up for one-on-one online coaching. Yes, I understand I am based in a small town in Australia. You may be in Russia, Brazil, Canada, someplace in one of the beautiful United States of America, Singapore, India, Spain. I've lost count. So many countries. So... If you want to, you can sign up for a six-week intensive, learn all the things about business with me. Second option, I'm so excited. We are going to be hosting a very small number of in-person retreats through 2020. First one is scheduled for April 2020 here in the Southern Highlands going to be a small number of people who are allowed to come. We are all going to be staying in the same house. I will have my professional photographer with us. We will be setting up two style shoots. All of your food, all of your accommodation is taken into consideration and it's all paid for. And there are going to be so many flowers. So we can explore designs, talk about what it's like to go foam free, learn all of my infinitely practical tips, tricks, how to spend so much time flowering. And I will be hosting specific trainings around pricing, branding, how to sell like a boss, all of the things that I know are on your mind. And link for that is in the show notes. Method number three is the business masterclass. And we are having such a good time through this current season of the business masterclass. We are opening it up again for registration. The class will begin in January, 2020. It will be the most cost-effective way to work with me. And it is all hosted online. It includes live training sessions, live Q and A's, We are going to be making some evolutions to the content, so it will include me talking at you, and we are going to be teaching on branding, conquering pricing, sales, understanding your customer, getting into the right mindset, how to grow your team, how to get shit done. Oh, it's something that I wish existed five years ago, and it didn't, and now it does, and it is my gift to the world, so you're welcome. Finally, if you are in Australia or if you are brave enough to take the trip to Australia, we can sign up for a full day, one day intensive workshop with me here in the Southern Highlands. Beautiful lunch, a few glasses of wine or not, it's up to you, an abundance of blooms and again exploring all of the foam free how to. So we'll talk about how to make bouquets, things to do in terms of your wiring tricks, tips 
hacks, how to make bridal table features. We set the day up so that it's totally specific to what you want to learn. And hopefully that's helpful. All the links are in the show notes. And I will ask in return, if you are finding all of this shizzle helpful, please go into iTunes, leave a review, even if all you can handle is a simple emoji, thumbs up, a heart, unicorn, musical notes, you know, whatever floats your boat. It would mean the world to me. All the links are in the show notes. If in doubt, go to our website and it will all be there. And I hope you have a beautiful afternoon. Talk to y'all later.